Hello everyone and welcome to a new episode of Baby Steps. I am Scott and uh, first off at the beginning of the show, um, well first thank you for listening. Um like to welcome our new listeners in France, so welcome. Uh, again, it just never ceases to amaze me. Um, the number of countries that people have listened to this show from. It truly is something special that I can't say it enough. I never expected any of this. Uh, I was never expecting to do a podcast like this. But again, thank you for all the support and all the listens. Of course, if you're listening to this, uh, this was this is being recorded and posted on Tuesday night and not the normal Monday. I certainly do apologize, uh, but a very good reason. Um, for those of you that have heard about it, um, there's a college in Kentucky, Asbury College, that has had a revival going on for over a hundred. I think it's approaching over two hundred hours straight now, and it has started something that a lot of people have talked about, and I think it's starting to see fruition now. Um, yesterday afternoon, um. My church's Facebook page posted that a church in Pella, which is 10, 15 minutes from here, they had a similar experience during their Sunday service and decided to have to continue that revival into Monday night. So um, I read it, and at first I, I didn't. And that this is the reason why I, I didn't record and post last night. But at first, I didn't want to go. I like, well, I got my podcast to, to do. I need to study for my for my ministry class. I've got stuff I need to do. And I was sitting here eating, and then you know, there's that little voice again. And I know it's God, and He's like, "Hey, you need to go." And I, I hitched a ride with a couple people from church. We had a good we had a good group from our church go, including Pastor Dave and his wife, his family, his, his two daughters came as well. I didn't know what to expect. I've never been to a revival. Uh, my dad has been to a couple and told me it's it's going to be a great experience. I, I didn't know what to expect. Um. I got there and I was just super just locked in as to, you know, I just wanted to experience it. I wanted to, to see what it was all about. and You can just tell it was a different feeling in that church. And then the uh, service started with the music and everything and things were going good. And I went up front, was sitting down on the floor right in front of the stage and... I felt nothing. And I'm sure it was... And, I, and it had to have been Satan. Because I'm sitting there and suddenly I'm head like, Scott, you're, you're in this great atmosphere in this place and you're sitting here right in front of the... You're sitting right by the altar. And you're not feeling anything. 
And I started to feel really bad. It's like, what's wrong with me? Why am I not feeling anything? So I got up and walked back to my seat, kind of sit there and was, was sad because it's just, I, I didn't know what was wrong. And then the message started and this guy was just phenomenal. If you've ever seen one of those preachers that just walk all over the stage and walk all over, he was one of them. But boy, it was, it was a very simple sermon but very powerful and to the point and i locked in and i listened and followed every every movement every word and then they started more music again and he called everyone back up to the altar again as this as the sermon kept going i whatever feeling i had from earlier completely went away and I'm a crier. When I, I've noticed that when the spirit hits me, I cry. Most of the time, I don't cry a whole lot. I, my eyes will well up, and I'll have tears, but I just won't. I won't really like cry. So I'm starting to, to tear up a little bit, and then we get up to the uh, to the music after the sermon, and I get up there and. Not even two minutes into the song, I just broke, and it wasn't a it wasn't a huge it wasn't a huge cry at first, and then it just bro- and I just started bawling. I can't remember the last time I cried like that. And I'm crying, and and then the preacher walks up to me, and. Only thing I know is is that he said something and said shoo and the next thing I know I was on the ground. Which if you're new to Christianity or is called being slain in the spirit. Now, that has never happened to me before. I have seen it, but I've only seen it on TV. Um so I and I've maybe I've mentioned this before if I have sorry for repeating it, but when I was a kid uh, TBN, uh, Trinity Broadcasting Network. It's all Christian network. On Friday and Saturday nights, uh, it was usually about between 11, 10 and 11 o'clock, they would have like a two or three hour block of Christian music videos. And I'd watch it every week. But before it, Benny Hinn would be on. And I would always tune in early because a lot of times, you know, showing my age would use the VCR to record the music video shows. But just to be sure that I, that I got it recorded, I would start recording early and catch the end of Benny Hinn's show. And many times I seen him walking around and putting his hands on people and they just like faint. And I'm a kid and I'm like, what is this? And I saw every week that I'd watched this. And as I grew older, there's always naysayers of stuff, and you always hear reports of people saying it's not real, that's not how it goes, it's all an act, it's all set up. I never believed any of it. I didn't know what to believe, because the only thing I had ever seen was on TV. And then last night, like I said, 
I just felt this force just like hit me, and the next thing I know, I was on, I was on the floor. And I just felt different after that. After a bit laying there, I, I got back up. I was sitting up and he came back over and he said more. I didn't, I went back down, but it wasn't as forceful as the first time. And I laid there for a couple more minutes and then I sat back up and I just watched him. And I watched him, he would he would just look at someone and walk over to him and the same thing would happen to and my mouth my jaw was hit, hitting the floor because I'd never experienced that sort of feeling and I actually said it out loud I don't know if anyone heard me I go I go it is real and it is. It's very real. And I've felt different all day. Again, that was something that I'd never experienced live. And I'd only seen it on TV. And then I heard all the naysayers of it. it and then it, it was there. And it was just incredible. That that sort of thing can happen. It is something that God gives to us freely. Again, I can't stress this enough. I... For the longest time, for the longest time, I was going to church three nights a week, sometimes more. I was going to our Saturday service. I was going to a a step study class on Tuesdays, and that and that was for a year. And I was going to our our celebrate recovery to deal with my depression and anxiety. And I went the uh. Celebrate recovery for like six years. And did I have some some experiences? Yes. I was severely stressed in my shoulder blades. The whole from one side of my back to my other. That's where my stress would carry. It would just sit there and it was heavy and it hurt and it hurt. And I remember I went to a worship night and... Everything in my body told me to sit down and I stood there and I got prayed for and that pain went away. And I mean, I've talked about the experience I've had since I've moved here to Knoxville, but I've never had that experience before. Literally, the spirit knocked me off of my feet. He didn't push me down. He didn't shove me down. Nothing. He put his hand on me. But I felt the force push me down.
you get a chance to go to a revival, do it. And that's just on a smaller scale. And that was just kind of the cap off of what was a great weekend. I got a lot of great studying done. I want to talk to you a little bit about it. Because like I said, I'm in my ministry class. Uh, for the uh, This class is on the New Testament. I've got my uh, ultimate journey that we, we started the second week of talking about covenant the god's covenants and i started preparing my my stuff to lead our wednesday night bible study i probably won't get too much to ultimate journey and to um my wednesday nights i probably won't talk a whole lot about the wednesday night stuff just because there are people in my church that listen to this show and i don't want to spoil it but I do want to get to my ministry class. Again, it's about the Old Testament. My experience with the Old Testament is I've read something called the story. And basically, it is what it is. It takes the Bible, takes all the verses and everything out, and it's a story. But you can tell which is the Old Testament, which is the New Testament. And the Old Testament part of it was boring. I speed read through that as far fast as i could and any time where something came up to read about the old testament i just wouldn't do it because i just didn't want to read it it was boring to me so the first the first couple chapters is is the beginning genesis and it talks about the patriarchs of the new testament and the book made a point that you don't hear a lot of. With a lot of these a lot of these people from the Bible, they're romanticized. A lot of times when we hear the story of Moses, Noah, Solomon, all of these all of these great leaders, these great people of the Bible, you don't get the whole story a lot of times. And you don't see that a lot of these people are built up, and they should be, because they did great things with God's help. But unless you dig in and actually read or, or get accounts of this, you, you realize that they're people just like us and they mess up. I mean, they talk about the four patriarchs of the new or the of the Old Testament: Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Joseph. I mean, Abraham, his wife Sarah was his half sister. He lied to Pharaoh and said that uh, she was his sister, not his wife. And then God had told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to have a kid. You know, they were going to have a child. But it was on God's time. And I've talked a little bit about this, about God's timing and everything. And Abraham and Sarah, they, they couldn't have a They could not get pregnant. So Sarah... And Abraham talked, and Sarah allowed her servant, Hagar, Hagar, 
allowed Abraham to sleep with her servant. And she became pregnant with the son. But then God went to him and said, This wasn't the son that I promised you. And you look at at one of the big things that stood out to me in this early part of, uh, of this class that I'm studying for. This really hit me. It's, it, it, it was a quote from the book. It says, Faith does more than believe that is more than believing what God can do. Or, or uh, sorry. Faith does more than believe that God can do what he said he would do. But faith trusts that God will do it and then patiently and I I butchered it. But basically what it's saying is, is that faith is more than just saying, you know what, God can do this. Faith is no I know God can do this and God will do it. You just have to be patient and endure it till the end. And the Abraham story is just phenomenal where there were six promises that were given to Abraham. I will make you into a great nation. He also said, I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing to others. This is the big one. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. And the last one is, through you, all families on earth will be blessed. You look at it, we're all descendants of Abraham. But again, if you go back, great man did great things. But again, you, you go back through that. He lied to Pharaoh about his about his wife, said that's my sister. God promised him a son, but him and his wife could not wait long enough and they took it into their own hands. And that's really the kind of the big key to this. One of the big keys to this is is all these people taking God's will into their own hands. Then you go to Isaac. Uh, the big story with Isaac is, is that... The big story of Isaac, it wasn't that he did anything wrong. But the big story with Isaac is, is that... A servant for him was set out to find a wife for Isaac, and they wanted they wanted the perfect wife. And, and the big thing with Isaac is is how how that saying up there at the top, patient and endure to the end. That servant prayed and prayed and prayed, and finally he met. The perfect wife for Isaac. And, and it says she was beautiful. But it wasn't just her looks. It was the personality. It was the traits that she had. 
And then Isaac and his wife Rebecca, again, they had trouble getting pregnant. They prayed for 20 years. How many of us or how many people we know wouldn't wait 20 minutes? Or in our society today, if a couple tries for maybe a year, they start to have problems or they break up if they can't become pregnant in a year. They prayed for 20 years for that to happen. And then you go to Jacob. And another underlying key to the patriarchs, uh, at least in this book, is that as parents, they showed favoritism. And it shows the sin and the, and the problem that favoritism causes. It was Jacob and his brother Esau. It's that favoritism caused big problems. And then Jacob was deceived by his own uncle. And he ended up marrying his uncle's two daughters, Leah and Rachel. And then you look at Joseph. And these two, Jacob and Joseph, both again talk, talk a lot about that favoritism. Joseph was a dreamer, and his father loved him, and he was the favor and gave him this, this, this coat of many colors, and his other brothers just became insanely jealous. And what should be what you should be able to do with your family is share your dreams, share your goals. Joseph shared one of his dreams, and it was a dream of him rising to power, and his brothers did not like that. And at one point, they were planning on killing him and said they sold him as a slave. As a slave, uh, Potiphar, I believe it's the king or whoever, again, I apologize. Some of this, I'm, I, I'm not getting the whole thing, but... What it says is Joseph was very tall, handsome, everything a woman would want. And Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph and wanted to sleep with him. And he refused. And then she lied and said that he sexually assaulted her. And Joseph was put into prison. This is where some of this gets into bad things happen to good people. Joseph didn't do anything wrong. And here was another saying that really hits the nail on the head because a lot of people have the misconception of you're a Christian, you get saved, everything's going to be easy. Obedience to God does not always mean success as the world defines success. Joseph went to prison. But then through his gift that God gave him to be able to interpret dreams. Word got 
to Pharaoh. And they brought Joseph before Pharaoh. And Pharaoh had his dreams interpreted by Joseph. And Joseph not only got out of prison, but worked his way up and got promoted to where basically he was Pharaoh's right-hand man. Here's some other sayings from, from my reading. In God's grace and mercy, he works to accomplish good through even the sinful actions of humans. Again, and you see it throughout the Bible, great people doing great things. Look at Moses. Moses led his people out, but when God gave him the call, he said, no, find somebody else. I mean, really, if you if you look at it, Jesus, and maybe what well, he was sinless, but still, there is at a point he asked God if there is any other way. Even at that point, he was asking if there was any other way. You look at the Israelites; they were God's chosen people, and they turned their back on Him so many times. But God still forgave and still did good through those people. And really, there's no explanations as to how God turns evil into good on our behalf. And the big thing about the Old Testament, too, is everything points towards Jesus. And the last part of it is the lineage of Jesus. And again, there's a lot of this that I could go on, but I'm approaching the half hour marks. I don't want to run over, but Boaz and Ruth, there's there's son Obed was the father of Jesse. You know who Jesse's son was? King David. And through David, God established lineage through which the Messiah Jesus came to be. And the biggest thing that goes to this is it goes to Ruth. Because they had a thing back at those times called the Kinsman Redeemer. And again, a lot of, again, I'm missing a lot of this, but again, I have a baseline knowledge of this. That's, that's the best part of this show is I'm not an expert, don't claim to be. But a Kinsman Redeemer would marry a widow, pay off debts, any land that was sold by the widow, the kinsman redeemer would buy that land back. It would redeem things that were lost due to the death of, of the husband. What does that sound like? Sounds like Jesus. This is through David 
God established lineage through which the Messiah and our kinsman Redeemer and it carries through Jesus God's mercy and grace but again it was Ruth Ruth had a sister and they were with a widow that gave them a choice. Like, I'm leaving. You both can stay. The one sister, I don't remember her name. She stayed. Ruth continued on. And eventually Ruth met Boaz. It's in the book of Ruth. Ruth is a love story. And then they have Obed. Then Obed gets married. Has Jesse. Jesse grows up, gives birth to David, who becomes King David. You continue the lineage on down till it gets to Jesus. But the big thing with Ruth, Ruth is only one of five women that are actually listed in Jesus' lineage. That's big. I mean, this is just, it's just incredible what I'm learning through this stuff. I no longer, I no longer think that the Old Testament is boring. It's the key to everything. And it's so great how my ministry class with the Old Testament is interlocking with the ultimate journey. They're going hand to hand. It's like God timed this perfectly at the right time that I'm taking both of these at the same time. And honestly, with the first lesson I'll be leading on Wednesday nights here in a few weeks, it mentions Ruth. Believe it mentions Joseph as well. So three things that were not in t- by me intended to be going on at the same time all are interlocking together. All at the same time that I have my first true experience with the Holy Spirit. It's just phenomenal And I'm glad that you're here to listen and experience all of this with me. Again, with a lot of stuff, I I apologize. I am not a Bible scholar. I have a baseline knowledge of this stuff right now. Could it be more in the future? Sure could be, if it's what God wants me to have. But again, the whole point of this show is to share my life, share my experiences, share my thoughts. If I read something that gets me fired up, I'm going to to read it to you. Or give you my thoughts on it. I got home from the revival last night and it was after 10, it was almost 10.30. Nobody was awake. I wanted to call my dad, but I knew he was sleeping. 
finally talked to him today. But again, the listeners of this show, you've become part of my family as well. Matter of fact, at some points, you know more about me than my own family does. And I thank you for listening every week. I'm sorry for running over by a couple minutes, but again, thank you for listening. Welcome to our new listeners in France. And we'll be back to the normal schedule next week unless another revival breaks out. We'll be back next Monday. Talk to you later.